0: We are welcoming Ginny Hansen as our guest speaker. Ginny and her husband Eric spent their early years together working normal jobs and raising their family in upstate New York. When God called them into the mission field, they had no way of knowing the amazing ways that he would lead and provide. Selling all they had and stepping out in faith, they began training in 1994. They first went to Cambodia in 99, and while serving in the... In the Discipleship Training School as leaders, they soon felt God calling them into a new step in ministry. And from that call, In His Steps International was born. In addition to Cambodia, the Hansons minister throughout the world and in various places in the United States. The Saxum ministry is what we're focusing on today. SACSOM, the Khmer word for dignity, is a program designed to help at-risk and trafficked women through counseling, education, and job skills training. Women in the program receive counseling, are trained in in income-generating skills, receive life skills mentoring, and take part in daily devotional times. Housing and child care are also provided for those without a safe place to stay and or um, women with young children. In addition to the women in the full-time program, they also provide income and discipleship to impoverished and at-risk individuals, men and women, outside of the regular program. This is accomplished by employing them at fair trade sewing facilities or purchasing supplies and materials that they produce. By pouring into lives with the love of Christ, we are seeing many be restored and transformed in beautiful ways. To the hungry, we offer life. To the forgotten, we provide purpose. To the outcast, we introduce dignity. To the desperate, we bring hope.
1: My job? To bring light into the dark. That's really what my job is. I didn't leave her there. We visited. The word says that you visit people in the broken places. You reach out to people that are destitute. You reach out to the people that are broken and bring life. My name is Ginny. I am the founder and international director of Saksam, a women's ministry. Primarily, started out as a women's ministry to sexually exploited, vulnerable, and trafficked women. Trafficked women, girls that have been sold when they were 3, 7, 10, 14 years old, It wasn't a choice at that time for them. But when I work with and I reach out to girls, they're in a brothel, and they're from 16 to 30. So their trafficking was actually when they were children, and they've stayed in the brothel all these years because they've lacked choice, they've lacked hope, they've lacked a way of escape. So we visit people, we reach out to people, and I work with trafficking organizations that do rescue. I could share so many things with you. There's so many aspects of what we do, but visiting people in their distress and keeping yourself undefiled from the world is you know, found in James. And there's so many things I can share with you. I can share you with you the good Samaritan crossing the road to the man that was robbed. Probably one of my favorite stories is that, because I think most of people have been robbed of their dignity and identity. You could say to yourself, all of the things that you've been through, your own hurts and pains, what is my purpose? And if we're really honest, we'll find many of us don't know that. So the enemy comes to kill Robin, to destroy that which God put in there for a purpose. He wants you to know him. He wants them to know him. But out of pain, we put a box around our heart oftentimes, and we don't trust people to come in. And we put boxes around our hearts and then we don't trust. How, when we have a box around our heart, is it easy to reach out to your neighbor as in the Good Samaritan? How do we cross the road when we have a box and we're so scared? How do we reach out to those that are broken when we are broken ourselves? I was broken. I was wounded. I was robbed of identity. But God set me free. And when he set me free, I knew that there was more for me. I was a real estate broker in New York. I was very excited about reaching out to people in my community. I loved God with all of my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength when I found him, because I found out first how much he loved me. And when I understood that love, then I wanted to go help others to find that kind of love. So I was reaching people in my community, reaching out locally, globally, and now I'm reaching out internationally. Cambodia has been my home for 16 years. They're Asian people, so Cambodia is below China, across from India, in a little area in Southeast Asia. Most people recognize Thailand. We're in Thailand, Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia. We're in the Indochina region. So my people are of Asian descent. When you break open a package of chopsticks, do you ever find just one chopstick inside? No. There's always two. We're created to work together. We're created to love one another. You can't just be one person. We're created to be two people. There was Adam, and then there was Eve. There was two. We're not created to be alone. I hope when you look at your chopsticks that you'll remember that about yourself, that you are not created to be alone in this, but as long as there's hurts and pains and you have a box around your heart, you'll be alone. And you can be alone in a community of people like this, or you can be alone in a brothel. If you heard what she said, and her English is not so easy to understand, but she said, but when all this happened, I was alone. Oftentimes, people feel alone in their pain. They feel like nobody else will understand. So I reach out to women, and I bring in my own vulnerability. I bring in my own story, my own exploitation, and I share with them that I understand. And I let them pour out their hearts and let them share their story. And I'm not quick to give them an answer. I'm quick to build trust. I really want the people to trust that they feel free, that they feel safe, that they feel cared for, and that they feel loved. When you love someone, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your time, your talent, and your treasure, your reputation, your emotion. It's going to cost you everything. But I will tell you, oh, the richest king can't buy that kind of love. And when you tap into that source, When you start to give out of what you've been given to, the promise is that you will continue to get more and more and more. So I went to Cambodia in 99, and I listened to the children. You know, there was somebody sat behind me, and I won't point out who he is, but he has a beautiful voice. And I just was captivated hearing him sing. The Cambodian children had a voice, and they told me this, if my mom had a job, I would be a family. If my mom had a job, I wouldn't be put in this orphanage. If my mom had a job, she would not be a prostitute. I didn't need to go into Cambodia and create, the, recreate the wheel or make something that I thought that they needed. I heard what they needed. What did they need? Family and a job. I'm known to 150 children that have been through, I say children, okay, they're my kids, I'm 58. They're my my children. I am mom to 150 people that have been through a SAFE program to restore their lives. I work in the area of restoration. I don't work so much in rescue, but I work in rescue in this capacity. I take women in from rescue organizations that have children. So we're rescuing the child from the life that the mother has had. And I think, That's rescue in itself, to help change the generations, to help that child not to grow up like her mom did or her dad did, to rescue the children and make a change in their lives. So I heard the kids say, if my mom had a job, so I've done job creation. God has taken my business skill and put it in Cambodia. But I was a real estate broker, and now I make garments and bags and accessories. But God will take the things that are inside of you, that you think are Silly, and he will use them. I used to make rabbits, stuffed rabbits at Christmas for my kids when they were little. I used to like handicraft. But before that, when I was a child, I loved treasure hunting. I would go to the dump and dig out something from the dump and know it had value. And I would go to the automobile dump, and I would dig and dig and dig and try to find where's the money that's hidden in there. So I take people's lives, and I look through the the garbage, And I look through all the things and I try to find the treasure because I know that it's in there. So I'm a treasure hunter by nature. That's what I love. I love doing it when I'm little and I love doing it now. Let me tell you a story. I have a young girl came in our ministry from a rescue organization. Now we sew. And she was slow. And she couldn't do anything. She couldn't cut, she couldn't sew, she couldn't do much. And she sat there and she told me this. I'm so slow. I'm so stupid. The only job that I'm good for is to lay down and you know what I had to do. I didn't take much skill to do that. That's easy for me because I'm so slow. I'm so stupid. So you're not slow and you're not stupid. We will find who you're created to be. So... I tried sewing, we tried cutting, we tried everything, and then one day, I just—I looked at her and I thought, hmm, there's something really interesting about her. And I pretty much could look at people and pull out their giftings and callings, and I saw an artistic girl there. I saw that she's creative, I saw that there's something inside that she couldn't see. So I took a book that showed color design, and we were going to do color combination. And next thing I know is she's practicing more and more, and she starts to dream and think and close her eyes and paint with her finger. And her name is Sochiata, and she is my color artist. And she is amazing. But when she came in, she didn't know who she was. She is my woman's pastor of the ministry. She grows the women. She's a counselor. She's so incredible. But she was nearly thrown away into the rubbish heap, just like everybody else, because I'm stupid, I have no purpose, I have no value, I don't know who I am. Today, she's an amazing woman. She can combine the most beautiful colors that I can't do. And she is who we say is our color artist in, in Saksam. So when you pick out, go look at a bag or something, if you see the color combinations, it's all chiata And yet she came in there saying, I'm stupid, I'm worthless, I have no value, the only thing I'm good for is to lay down and do that job. But God has a purpose and a plan for her, and he called it out. And if she were to stand here today, I'd say to her, so Chita, do you like your job? She'd say, I love my job. I love God. I love what I'm doing, and I'm so thankful. So I help to change lives. I help to find people's purpose and identity and value. We work with the mind, the soul, the body, the spirit, the social, the vocational, and the financial. In Good Samaritan, it says love God with all of your mind, your soul, and your strength, and love your neighbor. So I work with the mind, the soul, the strength. It's a wonderful job. As I said, most of the people have come in from victims of human trafficking where their families sold them. They've been offered another choice, and they come in, they choose, I want a changed life more than I want a skill. I don't offer just skill, we offer a changed life. And along with that changed life comes a skill. So our ministry is holistic, it works in every area, we not only have our ministry to the women, we have an outreach to men, we have children, we have a church plant, we serve orphans and widows, we have an English school, we have a preschool as a direct result of this place. I saw your preschool, I saw the outreach to community, and I went home and replicated it. Love doesn't just speak, love does something. I saw the need, I saw what that preschool did, and I saw that I can reach my community in another way. So. This is exciting for me. I have brothels in my community, and I can offer those children to come to a preschool. That's a way into those moms' hearts. I love my job. But so Saksam restores life. I started out with just women, with children. And then I reached out to the man. In our men's, we work with metal, wood, and coconut. They are amazing. They make jewelry, they make tables, they make bookshelves, they're amazing. But where do I find my men? They were the gangster, the alcoholic, the drug addict, the ex-prisoner, and what we call confused in identity, I don't know who I am, transgender. I love these boys. I will tell you my three boys that didn't know who they are are married today and have children. I'm excited about that. You'll find a little Nita dress outside. It's called Nita. It is the daughter of one of our people who I'm speaking about. Her dad was so confused. The mom was such a mess. But they, too, have been restored in this program, married, and Nita is the result of it. Nita has a changed life. It's amazing. I just love my job. I couldn't say enough good about my job. So I work with people. I work with changing their lives, and it is really a wonderful, wonderful job. It's a calling. It is my purpose. It is my identity. And yet my purpose and identity was the very thing that was robbed. And now God is using what was robbed for good. I never thought that a ex- vulnerable, exploited little girl would ever be restored and be able to do what I'm doing. But I can share with them truth. I can share with them where I have been. I can share with them that I understand. I can share with them that there's a hope in a future. I can share with them that God is able. But I don't start out with Jesus. In my work, I can't. I must start out with the creator of the universe knows you and he loves you and he has a purpose for you and he has a plan for you and a destiny for you. I start out with the creation and I show them where they went off in the beginning and then they went their own way. But then God comes in and he brings them in and he brings them the truth in and now you can walk it in a different way. So I do things with analogies and I show things like breaking chopsticks and I make Play-Doh and I do things where they can see, hear, taste, smell, touch and understand the gospel. It's not always by the laws. I think in the Good Samaritan what God was really trying to say is go and be like that. Go and reach out. Go out and love. Go out and give what you have. That man gave everything that he had, and that's all he's asking for us is to be like that, to love him with all of our heart and to love our neighbor. But how can we love a neighbor if we have a box around ourselves? There's one or two people in, but we keep a lot of people out. So my challenge for you is to love your neighbor, and your neighbor could be in this church. It could be in the grocery store. It could be in your workplace. It could be in another nation but God wants us to love. He created all people, and he loves them all, and he, all, he wants to know all to come to, to him. I could give you statistics on human trafficking. That's not my expertise. My area is restoration, so I work with hurts and pains and souls and identities, but when you work with that, you have a 98 to 99 percentile of success. If I just gave restoration without vocational training, I'm going to be restored and I feel really good about myself, but how do I make money? So all of it works together. They need to have skill for generating income. Poverty is not just about lack of money, it's about a lack of a choice. And in Cambodia, there's not a lot of jobs. So girls have to do jobs that they don't want to do. They don't have any choice. But Job creation allows people to choose another way, choose another vocation, choose, I'm going to start a cafe soon. And I'm excited about new doors of opportunity for people to have a job, another choice than just the red light district, which is where most of them end up. Or a karaoke bar, which means music and the music industry and singing and dancing, but it also means selling yourself 20, 30, 40 times a day to generate money. So... We create jobs so people have another way and have dignity and and love. And you know, in Song of Solomon, it says, the richest king can't buy love. You can't buy this. You can't buy people. He is love, and he wants us to love others. We can't love without him. How many minutes? Five. I could tell you lots and lots of stories and opportunities that we have um, in Saksam, but yeah my biggest the biggest part of me is it it really is loving people and people say what can I do and I say love your neighbor but what does that look like love your neighbor that's all I can say again and again and again is love your neighbor and God will give you the way so love your neighbor and love them well you don't know who's sitting next to you you don't know their story you don't know where they've been hurt I longed for a teacher a school teacher how many school teachers are in here there's got to be a few School teachers, nurses. How many nurses? None. I knew it was school teachers because they hit that first. School teachers. When I was a kid, I longed. Can't you see me? Can't you hear me? Can't you help me? I longed for that, but nobody knew the indicators at that time. Now there are some indicators that will show you what to look for with trafficking victims, with exploited victims, with abused victims, in. There's indicators that kids have that they show. So your neighbors are your children in your school. They're looking for you to see, to hear what they have to say, and sometimes they don't say it with words, they say it with actions. So sometimes they don't know how to speak because they've been silenced or they've been, like I was, threatened. If you speak, I'll kill you. They're frightened, they don't know how. So you have to look for the signs. Sometimes you just see it. So school teachers, you have a job to do. You have to be looking. You have to be alert. You have to be like aware, conscious of these things that are going on in everyday life right here in America as well as in Cambodia. So I am a global human trafficking restoration person. I work internationally, but I also have a heart for a local I'm just going to move our distribution of our product, our handbags, our clothing, to Michigan. And my heart is to have victims of human trafficking in Michigan help pack the box, to help give back. Victims helping victims. I'm no longer a victim. My girls aren't a victim. But girls that have been a victim helping other victims. And giving out of your brokenness, giving out of your pain, helping someone else get your eyes off yourself. That's what that does. So I have, we're moving into the Warren area in January, and I'm excited about that. So Saxham's coming to Michigan. And I know that you're a big area with trafficking, so we're going to make more awareness, and we're going to make the enemy really angry. But we're going to bring the light, and the truth, and the love, and set more captives free. So we have lots, I can tell you lots and lots about Saksam, but if you get the heartbeat and the passion of who I am, you will automatically want to know more about who, what we do. So what I do is from who I am, and what I am is what I do. There's really no separate, it's not separate, it's all together. It's just all together. I am Saksam, I am dignified, I am pure, I am beautiful, and so are you. It's just a Cambodian word for restored. So I restore people, so you can say to yourself, "Mm, I'm saksam," because you want to be restored. And he sees you as restored. He doesn't see you as broken. And he doesn't see as we see. we are got to look with different eyes, you guys. We have to look with eyes of love, not with eyes of judgment or not with eyes of whatever we look at our neighbor with, competition or envy or jealousy. We're going to need to look at eyes of love. And love is what sets the captive free. And then, yeah, so you can find more about us at Soxam.com and Kim will tell you more about what we do.